Good morning, everyone. We're back with a better microphone. Oh, yeah. This one just definitely has a better quality for sure. Now we don't sound like we're underwater, and maybe you guys actually want to listen to us. <laughs> this I think this one has pretty minimal noise, too, which is great. Oh, yes. There's nothing <laughs> worse than, like, the really weird ambient background noise that you can't seem to get rid of without messing up the audio. Mm. So, today I want to touch on... So... A few things. Before we get into the theories we want to touch on, I feel like we should bring up maybe the Hive Mind Mount. Before we touch on that, we do need to mention that we have changed the name of the podcast as yes. well. Yes. So <clears throat> we were formerly uh, World of Podcasts. We are now today in the queue. Um, I apologize to Blizzard. I did not know that they had like an official podcast or an official panel named mm -hmm. that. No wonder I thought the name <clears throat> was so good. <laughs> so I think. I think we're kind of going to get off scot-free because we didn't try to, like, merchandise anything. Yeah, no, I never, like, anything that I made merch for already said today in the queue, so mm -hmm. perfect, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, we have merch. Shameless <clears throat> plug. Oh, yeah. Very shameless plug. So, while I sip on my coffee and Steak sips on his water, let's get into the Hive Mind Mount. Okay. So... I think it was announced late last week. Yeah, around sometime last week, this past weekend, that they they had finally, the secret guys, they finally got it because it was actually released in-game. Yeah, so the Hive Mind mount, if you <clears throat> didn't know, was a secret mount. Um, there was a Discord and everything dedicated to finding said mount. Now, that, that Discord doesn't just delve into stuff like Hive Mind. They literally, it's like secret mounts. It's secrets in general, not just mounts. So, like mounts, all kinds of secrets. pets... Mm -hmm. transmog just anything that's not easy to find and kind of what's cool about that too is that like do you i think you end up getting like pets and like toys along the way which is really neat so uh i want to go find someone that i want to shout out real quick okay um they are an amazing artist do you know the jana art that i showed you mm -hmm. oh my gosh their stuff is absolutely amazing so I'm going to go find their name real quick, because uh, they are in a World of Warcraft fan group that I'm in on Facebook. Okay. Um, they do commissions. Um, cool. They do commissions through DeviantArt. <clears throat> um, so if you would like to go check this person out, you can find them on DeviantArt. I will link them down below. Um, okay. So I'm just trying to find their name real quick. <laughs> I have a lot of notifications. Lots of scrolling back trying to get them. It happened last night, so it's not too terribly far. Okay. So, I don't exactly know how to pronounce that. I, I believe it's Hyun Thai? Thai. Hyun Thai? Okay, Hyun Thai. Um, either way, he is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. um, he <clears throat> is actually... Up, he's His commissions are open for doing other character portraits as well. Okay. He's done his character portrait. He's done Jaina. Hmm. He is open to commissions to do other people's character portraits as well. Um, so I will link him down below. I will link his Instagram and his um, his DeviantArt. Okay. Good deal. So um, back to the <laughs> Hive Mind Mount. I will also link how to get that uh, down below. They're really good guides. And something I want to point out too, this is not something you can do go and do solo. There's no. a good section of it that you can go and do on your own. I think but... you need like four friends to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have to have a five-man group, and you have to be coordinated. And the guide does explain it pretty well, so go with your guildies. Now, people that have already done the mount can actually go with you too, which yeah. is pretty cool. I'm sure that like <clears throat> there's probably a lot of people also in general or trade chat yeah, and that are going to want to go for it. Probably going to be people who actually like will sell groups for it, Yeah. which, you know, sometimes it's costly, sometimes it's not, but like... 
for something like a high mind mount, which right now it's kind of bugged, it's supposed to be a, like a five seater mount, but it's bugged and it's only letting the people you ran it with mount it, which is weird. But like, um, <laughs> the World of Warcraft group that I mentioned, like there are a few posts in there, people looking for, mm-hmm. um, for people to run with. I'm sure people <clears throat> in general or trade chat, like wouldn't mind running with you if you asked mm-hmm. nicely, of course. <laughs> Or, like, if you've got some friends that you play the game with, then definitely go for it. It's a pretty cool amount. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I want to touch on is the Feast of Wintervale. Yep. It is officially started. So, I'm not exactly sure what achievements and stuff there are. So, okay, the best thing to do, if you're especially if you're new to the game, is go into your achievements page, which at the hotkey is Y. If you press Y, it brings up your achievements. And you can go and click on, I believe... It's like, oh, man, I I forget the name of the tab, but it's like, just click the different tabs and like, you'll find the one that's like the festivals and things like that. I think it's under like holidays, but it's a really cool feast or not really fe- feast, but like really cool celebration. It's very Christmas themed, very Yule themed. And one of the cool thing you can do is I believe it's either on the 24th or on the 25th itself. There's a big Christmas tree. And there's going to be presents you can open up. They'll have a little, like, quest flags on top of them. Oh, I think I did it last year. So, uh, and there's also different events and quests associated with it. The Alliance version is an Ironforge. And the... Think... Wait, are you sure? Mm-hmm. The I Alliance you said version... the, Okay, so the Horde version is an Orgrimmar. And the okay. Alliance version is an Ironforge. And Great Father Winter is there. And he, I think he's still an orc for the for the alliance. I think he's just like an orc with a beard. And kind of what's really fun and cute about it is that uh, there's a quest you do to go rescue Metzen the reindeer, and that's a kind of a shout out to Chris Metzen, who was a very very long time developer of the game, and not just of he's wow. He's now a voice actor, right? Yeah, he he voices Thrall and he voiced Garrosh and he's voiced a lot of different people and a lot of different orcs and stuff like that. Blizzard, I'm accepting voice acting roles. <laughs> Me too. So he's actually, um, he's one of the people that had a lot to do with the game. I think now he kind of just takes a step back from it because he was part of the development team for a long time. Yeah. So he developed a lot of stuff. He needs a lot of artwork too. If you go back in the like uh, guidebooks for like Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, and Warcraft 3, he's actually done art. Awesome. In them. And like it's, he signs, you know, Metzen. They did it. And he voiced Thrall in the original Warcraft 3 as well, which one is really of, cool. One of my favorite <clears throat> people that I didn't realize voiced in WoW is uh, Steve Blum. Yeah. I love Steve he, Blum. Okay, so he also voiced in Diablo 3 as well. He voices, like, one of the bad guys, so... But uh, he's got to be, like, <clears throat> aside from, like, H. John Benjamin, he's mm-hmm. got to be, like, one of my favorite voice actors. So... Like, there's a lot of really great voice actors, like, voice actors and voice actresses, like, uh, Liam O'Brien, who voices Ilden. I actually follow him on Twitter. He's, he's, like, super cool. Although, then, when it comes to WoW favorites, Jaina is, I try is to recall her, Laura Bailey. Yes. Laura Bailey, she voices a lot of cool people, not just in WoW. She actually voices stuff, like, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Avengers and everything like that. <laughs> So she voices in the like Avengers cartoons. Isn't she Black Widow? Yeah, she's Black Widow in the Avengers cartoons and a couple of other voices as well. But like, that's who she is primarily. So, <clears throat> one more thing I would like to touch on, um, and this is just kind of spur of the moment, just because I totally forgot that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if you are either an experienced gold farmer or new to gold farming or you're just trying to get up some mm -hmm. gold on your account, download the TSM app. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and then uh, I believe it's Sadamon or Samadon. Samadon plays WoW is his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And like he, do, he does like, like game want, guides and stuff like that. If you want a really great broken down like absolute beginner's guide to TSM in a way that you can actually understand and as easy mm -hmm. as hell to follow. He is definitely your guy. And he, he responds pretty well to comments too. Like people ask questions on like the videos and he will explain in detail how to get it done. Although I will say he's the Bob Ross of like <laughs> wow guys. He's got a very calming voice and he's, he's British, but he's like, he's real, he's chill. You know, he's, I don't know, like, I watch this stuff, and it's very relaxing, and he has, I think there's, like, seven TSM guides that he does, like, he breaks it down into different, like, subsections, he's like, okay, it's like, this is the beginner's guide on how to do this, and he'll, if you have your game up, and you, okay, so he goes under the, the, uh, thought that, one, you've already got the game, or got the add-on installed, and got the desktop app installed as well, because you need both. Yeah. The desktop app, what it, what it does while you have it open, is it monitors like the servers that you're on and monitors like the auction house data and things like that. So you have to have that running for the app in game to work too. Yeah. And so he goes off the idea that you've already got that going. And so when he go starts to going into his, um, it's the same that if you watch an OBS guide, they already right like, they they're going off the assumption running. that you have OBS. Right. And so he's assuming you already have it running. He's like, okay, he's like. You've already got your servers going. So when you, you have to, I believe, make an account at TSM's website, and then you set what servers you want to, for it to check. The really great thing about TSM is <clears throat> not only does it help you, like, you know, with the auction house. To post um, things realistically. So the cool thing about it is it will let you know if you're posting below the minimum market value, mm -hmm. if you're over mm -hmm. the maximum market value, if you're undercutting someone, if mm -hmm. you've been undercut, and it helps you create categories and different groups for things, so not which just is that, super cool. It, it makes it to where the ease of posting on the auction house. So like that, you know, I've only had it for like a month, and I'm, I'm already loving it. Like I, I don't want to go without it because you uh, – it really speeds up the process, expedites the process because you can instead of having to like manually, manually search, post like one by one. Because yeah. I would what I would do is I would search the item on the auction house, find it, and then be like, okay, this is what this posting of this. It really helps you assess the global <clears throat> market value. Yeah, it does, and it's like it keeps it to where the the world or the, sorry, the server economy is not like you're not screwing it over, you're not inflating a product or deflating a product well and beyond what it should be because. What you're gonna you're gonna occasionally have trolls that post like some stupid item for like a million gold and it's like okay it's not worth that like you're you're falsely inflating them <laughs> exactly so what it does is the there's a a main tool that uses it and like it, it you can tell it was developed by computer programmers because you have to imp, like input strings and stuff like that into it and to simplify it a lot too I believe Samadon actually has where you can import his uh, his data. So it lets you import someone's data, and it actually has groups set up already with That's accurate cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. TSM, we're accepting sponsorships. <laughs> I wish, man. They're, they're pretty shell people. <laughs> so to get into today's actual topic, theories. Um, 
So we do have a list here of things that we want to touch on. Let me get back to it because I went away from it to find the artist. Mm -hmm. So these are kind of our theories to where... Well, not just where this expansion is going to go, but... but just the game in the future in general. Yeah, where, where the game's going to head in general. So the biggest, biggest thing I want to touch on, and I actually what everything is going to tie back into, is Sylvanas' deal with Helia. Mm -hmm. So as we know, Sylvanas, her deal, like her part of the bargain was Helia would give her... She what, gave her um, the Soul Cage Lantern. Yeah, so, so that she could enslave Air. Mm-hmm. And we... that was kind of botched by Graymane yeah. coming in there saying, you took, you, you, know, you took away my son's future, and I'm going to take away yours. So we don't know Helia's side mm -hmm. of the bargain. But we also know that Helia is bound to her bargains. If she makes a bargain with somebody, she has to uphold it. For mm -hmm. example, when the players, if you go in and quest in Stormheim, you eventually have to go into Helheim, and you do a bargain with, like, with her, essentially like, hey... You know, we're going to do this. And she kind of agrees with you. Say, yeah, go do this. And she's, then she tries to back up on the bargain and say, well, you killed my pet. I'm not going to let you go. But you get pulled out of Helheim because it turns out she still has to uphold her into the deal. So <clears throat> where I want to go with this, um, I forget the YouTuber's name. Can you give me your water? Yeah, we can uh, We can definitely like link their name and everything like that. Oh, I'm going to. Um, <clears throat> so hold on just one moment. <laughs> He's a very like he's very Scottish, right? I think so. Okay, yeah. I've I've watched this stuff a couple times, and he's he's pretty brilliant. I, I like his theory videos. So, his theory on this that I do want to elaborate on, um, his theory is that Helia's end of the bargain was <laughs> that yes, she will give her this essentially lantern mm -hmm. as a show of good faith. And to get into the theory, Helia, before she became, <clears throat> what, the Queen of Helheim, basically? Yeah, the Queen of Helheim, the Queen of the Valkyr. She, um, she, um, I she, lost my train of thought. Okay, so she was a Titan kind of witch. She was part of the Titan Keepers on yeah. Azeroth. And her whole <clears throat> mission was to take out the old gods... Mm -hmm. By any means necessary. Mm -hmm. It would stand to reason that she has not forgotten that. She and, has not forgotten that mission. And, you know, I will say that even Titans, even if they become corrupted, their whole mission, like Titan Keepers and, and things like that, say like Sargeras, for example. Yeah, he went all like crazy doomsday, wanted to kind of kill off the planet, but his whole goal was to wipe out the Void Lords and the Old Gods. Like... Yep. He literally cleaved the planet in two because it was already infected and already corrupted. Like, had that, had the world soul inside that planet manifested, it could have probably wiped out all existence. Yeah. So, to <clears throat> move further on with theory, so Sylvanas is undead. Mm -hmm. The old gods <clears throat> cannot corrupt the undead. Right. We know this. Well, what if Helia's into the bargain, knowing that she was going to die was, all right, I will do this for you. You have to let me use you as a vessel for my power <clears throat> mm -hmm. for my entire existence. Because she knew she was going to die. She had right. to have somewhere to go. Because she knew that it was only a matter of time before Odin sent in, like, the champions to go fight her in Helheim, which, which we did. Which um, <clears throat> we will get into more of... Um, Their whole deal. Yeah. So... 
what if Helia wanted that so that she could cope the world and undeath? Mm-hmm. Therefore, a slap in the face of the old gods, because what are they going to do then? Mm-hmm. You know, everything's undead. They can't do shit, you know? Yeah. It, it's an interesting concept, too, because when the Titans were killed by Sargeras out in space, basically, when they were killed, the very moment that they died, their essence and their, like, knowledge and everything passed to their underlings, to the very keepers that they had kind of empowered to be, like, their guys. Like, Odin and Raden, they were, like, had this infusion of, like, knowledge, and it just overwhelmed them, and it's actually part of what drove Loken crazy. Yeah. Because, like, he didn't know what was going on. So, that theory on Helia and Sylvanas ties really, really well into Vol'jin mm-hmm. and who brought him back and <clears throat> made him, like, planted the idea in his mind to make Sylvanas war chief. Because mm-hmm. the way I feel about it is if, um, if that hadn't happened, you know what's funny? Hmm. The screenshot, 10.01 p.m. <laughs> this is 10.01 p.m. <laughs> um, so the only person that Vol'jin has not brought back or not brought back, has not talked to about bringing him back as Helia. Well, because the, it's under it still suspicion. Thought that it's still thought she's, she's dead. dead. Exactly. Which, um, if she were to be the influence <clears throat> behind, um, like, bringing Vol'jin back, naming mm-hmm. Sylvanas Warchief, um, that would tie in really well. Like, okay, well, I'm going to make it to where she has power now. Mm-hmm. She has power. I can. She's more... got the army behind her to do these yeah. things. I can use her as a vessel. I actually have something to back this up, you mm-hmm. know. And that's what I think is most likely because he's spoken to everyone else who could have potentially brought him back, and mm-hmm. she has the power to bring him back. But, okay, so like that whole deal. Like if you if you haven't done the quest, this is a little bit spoiler warning for you. So and this is a Hortide only quest. So basically. You end up, like, going and, like, jamming his uh, glaive into, like, Gahoon as kind of a show of power for the Sandalari. Well, and then you go about saying, okay, we've done this, but we still don't know who brought you back. Yeah. So you go with him to various locations. You go and talk to the Lich King, which is interesting because the Lich King... There, that's just a whole can of worms in and of itself that I don't think we really need to get into that right now. But, like, yeah, no. he basically tells the group, and I think it's, like, Princess Talanji and, like, Rolkan and, like, Vol'jin and the Champion are, are there. Lich King basically says, I didn't bring you back, <clears throat> and you have a two choices. You can either leave now or stay here forever. Cause, yeah, because he's not dead. <clears throat> he shouldn't be there. Right. He's like, you know, this is, you know, get out of here. <clears throat> but, so, um... So yeah, I I feel like that is the most likely scenario mm-hmm. for what's like gonna go down, I guess, mm-hmm. and like why um, he was brought back and why he was influenced to name Sylvanas Warchief. Because he was like talking about how he heard the Loa speak to him, and so that gets in the whole thing of like some other people he goes to. He goes to see Ayer who, one, does not like Sylvanas after the whole thing happened. So she has no reason to want Sylvanas to be the war chief. And then she basically says, 
get out of here, you're pissing me off. But she also states that she herself, I think she knows more than she's telling the players because she says that she kind of knows what's going on, but she doesn't want to say it. However, she also admits that she does not have the power to bring him back. Yeah. And eight years kind of like lower on the totem pole as far as people go. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's the kind of thing of like, you know, you got someone who is, you know, a Titan construct essentially who does not have the power to bring Vol'jin back. And then the most interesting part of all is they go to talk to Bonsomdi, who is a Loa, who is the Loa of Death. And if Vol'jin did hear the voices of the Loa, wouldn't that be the one he would hear? You'd think. Because that's actually, that was actually Vol'jin's Loa. Uh, Vol'jin had made bargains with Bonsomdi before in the past. Yeah. And Bonsomdi basically says, I have no reason to make Sylvanas the warchief. I don't like her because she throws off the balance. Because she keeps what she kills. That she throws off that balance of life and death. I want to point something out that actually you pointed out to me. What's that? Bonsomdi has a boss that he's terrified he of. He does. Bonsom- like, you can kind of, like, Bonsomdi comes off as a badass when you, like, quest and do stuff with him. And then when you bring him the the urn. So this is part of that whole Vol'jin quest, the initial part. You bring him the remains. So you take it from Darkspear Village in the Echo Isles. And Talanji says, hey, you know, Vol'jin was a great hero. He deserves to be buried with our kings. Because he's got a reputation. He had a reputation. He was a really powerful, like, leader of his people. And even to the Zandalari, who, you know, uh, Vol'jin was not a Zandalari. He was a dark spiritual. But still, they know of him. They know what his father did. There was an immense amount of respect. <clears throat> there was a, a tremendous amount of respect. And Talanji basically says, bring his remains to... Um, to King's Rest, and we'll, we will entomb him there. However, when you go to interact with the urn in Atal Dazar, Bonsomdi shows up and says, no, 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 this one, this one's mine. You bring him to me. So you go and, like, <clears throat> you take the ashes to the necropolis, and Bonsomdi is like, all right, come on out, Vol'jin. <clears throat> and he's like, what, okay, what's going on? Where, where's the spirit at? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, I've not lost one in a long time. The boss ain't going to be happy about this. <clears throat> and you can hear the genuine, like, fear and just kind of overall, like... Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, shit, yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> when somebody does not want to have to deal with his boss's wrath, and I think that maybe Helia is his boss. I think so. Because, all right, the whole scope of things is that Bonsomdi really, he's powerful, but he's only as powerful as, say, like, we'll let him be. And that's another thing, too, why he doesn't like Sylvanas, is he gets power from the dead. He gets power from the souls. So the less souls that he has, the less powerful he is. Yeah. So he's still Aloa, which Aloa is essentially what the trolls called the wild gods. The wild gods were empowered by Keeper Freya and Ianar, even, so Keeper Freya, like, or through Freya, Ianar's power was manifested, and basically they... I find it interesting that WoW didn't <clears throat> change her name. Yeah, that was this kind of cool thing, too. Like, why didn't change hers? They changed Thor to Thorum. They changed Odin, the spelling All of, of the Odin. other ones that they did, <clears throat> like, were changed <clears throat> in <throat> some way, but Freya wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Loki, they changed to Loken. 
Uh, oh, Sif, they didn't change. I think they may have changed the spelling. No? No, they changed the spelling. So she was the actual one they kept, too. And then Hell mm-hmm. was Hellia. Hell became Hellia. Um, so one thing that's kind of interesting to note in all this is that Bon Somni's a wild god. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, basically, he's old, but he's still a wild god. So he's, his powers are limited. So, and like, he's got the same range of power as, say, like, Ashimane or, um, as the, the bear gods. I, f- I forget off the top of my head what their names were, but, like, oh, Ursok and Ursal. He's got the same range of powers as them. Now, granted, they were powerful. Yeah. They fought in the War of the Ancients. They took down, like, the, le- the Legion during their first invasion of the planet. So, are you okay over there? <laughs> I got a sneeze. You got a sneeze? Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> For those of you who can't see me, I just made some really weird-ass faces. <laughs> so, yeah, Blonde Zombie is definitely a character to keep an eye on for this expansion, and even into the future. So let me pull up uh, our list here. Okay. So we've brought up Vol'jin and who brought him back. Mm-hmm. And Oh, another thing, too. I think that what's going to end up happening is that Vol'jin is going to end up becoming the Loa of the Zandalari because... <clears throat> and this kind of leads us into the next topic too, with I think what, let's let's go and cover the, like the blood bargain next. Okay. That that seems like a good good little transition there. So, the Zandalari right now are without Razan, who is the low of kings because he his life force was drained by Zul, and uh, the spider chick. I forget the her spider name. Spider chick. Yeah, she's a she's a bitch. <laughs> y- Yasma, Yasma. She was she was a bitch. So, um, basically, you got an this empty space of what could potentially be a Loa. And I think that, you know, if Hellia wasn't the one that brought him back, there's only a couple more options. Yeah. There's only a couple more beings that could have actually done that. So maybe even Azeroth itself, the sleeping Titan world soul, sees it as the world needs Vol'jin to be in it. Which, um, <clears throat> I want to touch on that eventually too. Okay. So let's go ahead and transition to the next topic with that. So... Uh, Rastakhan made a bargain with Bonsomdi that his city was under attack by uh, by the forces of Oldir, essentially, by the uh, by Gahoon's forces of Gahoon's undead, which is, you know, it's interesting to look at Gahoon because he is a essentially a created old god, but only the corrupting part, the rot aspect of the old gods. So he actually does work with undead. He has undead minions. So you actually have Mithrax who attacked the city to destroy the seal to unleash Cahoon. Because there were three seals across uh, Zandalar that were meant to keep Cahoon in. And so <clears throat> Rastakhan, when he realizes that his forces are being decimated to the blood trolls, he calls up Wonsomni and says, Hey, it's like, you know, Milo is dead. I need your assistance. <clears throat> and Wonsomni's like, well, you know... Yeah, I'll help you, but you know, you tend to, when you don't need me, you go back to the low, to quote him, he's like, you go back to the lows to bring the rain and make the crops grow. It's like, what's in it for me? So Rastakhan basically says, you know, if you do this, I will bind not just myself, but my bloodline to you. And Which is really going to piss off his daughter. Yeah, that was a deal to where Bon Samadhi was like, ooh, I like this deal, because yeah. he gets Rastakhan's soul in death. And now Rastakhan is dead. <clears throat> Rastakhan will be dying on basically probably January 22nd because that's when the big guilds are going to go in mm-hmm. and kill the things. But, like, he's the one of the 
I think the fourth to last boss in uh, Battle for Desire lore. And so he's going to be dying. And that means that, that there's going to be a surge of power that goes into Talanji's body. She felt something was off the moment the bargain was made. And so I think that eventually what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to go fight one zombie. We're going to have to go deal with him because that bargain has to be broken. And I think at that moment, that's when Vol'jin will be called in as the Loa of the Zandalari. Because, yeah, while, you know, Bonsamdi is pretty much untouchable because he's the aspect of death. Because he is the Loa of death. So I think what's going to end up happening is that Vol'jin is going to fight with him on that level. Talanji's he's going to empower the players. Yeah, Talanji's probably going to have to fight Rastakhan. Which is, you know, going to be a sad reunion. Yeah, that was really sad. Oh, yeah. So let's see what we got next up here. I gotta <clears> unlock <throat> my phone. <laughs> you know, maybe there are benefits to writing shit down instead of screenshotting. Yeah, who knows. So we've got um, Vol'jin, Sylvanas' deal with Helia, and Bonsomdi's blood bargain with Rastakhan. Mm -hmm. um, so let's cover Olden and... Uh, Olden. <laughs> Odin and Oldir. Oldwar. 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 Yeah, like all the olds sound the same. So I think. I just misread it. You. I, you know, I think what's interesting to think about in this is I'm I'm gonna bring up something real quick that's sort of related to this. I think that the Titan word for Azeroth is old. Because, and I think that the Titan word for Argus was Antor. Like Antorus. Yeah. Like Antorus. Maybe. Because that was the seat of where the world soul was. Titty hair. In the in the world of Argus. And so you have Olduar, you have and you have Oldorus as well, which is a place that we've not not yet seen. Jesus. So you have like Oldemon, Oldorus, Oldir, <clears throat> uh War. So anyways, Oldwar was kind of a fortress, but it was also a prison to keep in Yog Saron. And so when when we go to <clears throat> when we go to finally free Odin when we kill Helia in Helheim or kill yeah finger quotes here when we kill her in Helheim Odin is like her spell is broken on him so he can now come and go as he pleases and the halls of valor is also released from her control so um, he go he basically says well I'm gonna go back to Alduar like a dumbass like a dumbass. So, the last time that the players actually see Alduar in the game, and this is not talking about the raid, this is talking about, you go there, like, in the, this was a pre-BFA event. You go in with Khadgar, and you go in with Magni, and they say, hey, you know, we got this stress signal from Alduar. So you go with Daddy and Daddy 2.0? I wouldn't call him Daddy 2.0. Granted, he does have, like, a kid, who is now <laughs> the leader of, like, the Dark Iron Amen. and part of the Hamper, child, or Three Magni is not that unattractive he's just made it he's you know he's what every girl wants now he's pure diamond <laughs> so he uh they go there and you see like tentacles and like aspects of like yogg -Saron. it's like i thought he was in prison i thought that we beat him back and something that we have to remember is that yogg is not weak yogg is like the most powerful old god living and so by odin going back to old war that potentially has bad things written all over it because now that the, all the crap with Loken happened, and Odin is back to being a prime destiny of the planet. So if something happens to him, that's a bad thing. Yep. Because now we don't have the Titans able to intercede 
and like stop things from happening. So I don't think anything's going to happen to him, but I think that him going there is going to cause an outbreak. Chaos. I think that he's actually going to, you know, be, um, I think it's going to cause problems. I think he's going to be imprisoned because previously the other Titan Keepers were imprisoned in Old War. So I think that that's going to be what happens with that. And kind of ties into um, Sargeras driving his sword into the mm-hmm. planet. I think he broke a seal. On accident. I don't Possibly. think it was on purpose. This is a, this is a theory video, man. Like, let's just get our theories out, I, Okay, please. so my whole thought on that is that the spot in which he stabbed was very intentional. I mean, he could have killed or he could have been, he could have freed. Like, I mean, there's two things that could have happened and knowing so, Blizzard, I think that he freed something. He could have potentially wiped out the planet if he wanted to. He had enough reach to basically cut the planet in two if you wanted to. And I that was that was his goal, was to, like, decimate that. Was it Cthulhu there? Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to kill him, but I think that he may have missed and just broken a seal. Like, knowing Blizzard, I think that that's the direction they're going to go in. And, he, and, you know, and potentially, like... It, so what it did when he did that was that the... Uh, the Silithid there were kind of scrambled, which they're the minions of, you know, the old gods. Or minions of Cthulhu specifically. So, so we also have Magni, Zelatath, the Black Empire, and Will Sargeras and Illidan come back. I kind of want to touch on some uh, some of Ilganos' whispers because they do tie into events that we are. Oh yeah, totally. Going to be seeing. So, for one, that's probably going to potentially relate to because I, I knew we we're going to have to come back to fight Yogg-Saron again. Because he's not dead. We basically just beat him back in his prison. So one that relates to that is Ilganoth basically says, flesh is his gift. He's your true creator. And what that means is that at one point in time, all life on the planet... It also kind of ties into Magni. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, all life at one point in time was a construct. That All life that wasn't a, like, bug race was a construct. Mm, it was given the curse of flesh. Curse of flesh to weaken them and make them susceptible to corruption. So, an interesting one that does relate to Magni is the King of Diamonds has been made a pawn. And that's, Magni is made of diamond because he tried to commune commune with Azeroth itself, and he got put in, like, a diamond stasis, and now he's completely made of diamond. And he has us doing a lot of stuff with the the Azerite, which is the crystallized blood of the planet, you know, and he kind of really influences what we're doing right now because there's a whole faction dedicated to him and what we're doing and i don't know if it's for the best or the worst because you know the dwarves already were kind of had to potentially driven mad especially like with the dark iron and because they dig in the earth the last being that really communed with the planet was deathwing and we all saw what happened to him so there's also a whisper saying the lord of ravens will turn the key now, a lot of people are like, oh, well, Khadgar is Lord of Ravens. No, I don't Odin. think so. I think that Odin is definitely Lord of Ravens because even in Norse mythology, he has yeah. two ravens. That's why I don't think that he's necessarily going to die whenever mm-hmm. he goes back to Ulduar. It's probably going to be like he's going to unleash some... Inadver- unleash... Probably inadvertently like unlock the prison for the old gods, and that's bad. Because didn't you say that Loken... <clears throat> like, had a condition or something on there? So, okay. Or is that another theory you when, had? Okay, so when Loken... Knew like Loken's actually the one that got Helia to imprison in the first place, to prison Odin in the first place. 
So he made himself the prime designate and actually changed a lot of the history so that the Titans wouldn't find out and come kill him, basically. <laughs> so he made himself the prime designate, and his condition was, when, if he was killed, which he was killed by the players, that it would essentially call down a uh, the celestial being, like or the uh, the watcher, basically, of Algalon, and say, hey, come out and re-originate this planet. So that was his, like, death condition. Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, I think that those are really... Oh, okay. So, her heart is a crater, and we have filled it. And that can actually relate to a lot of different things of, like, maybe implying Azeroth itself. It's like, hey, you know, we are ingrained into the planet itself, and we're going to corrupt this planet. I'm not looking at the list. Okay. I was... <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was kind of waiting on your uh, go-ahead there. I mean, I've already said the, co the topics that we need to cover. Um, we so, still have Zalatat, the Black Empire, and okay. Magni. And uh, Sargeras uh, <laughs> and Illidan. I almost said Sargeras. So let's kind of touch on that one, the Illidan-Sargeras thing. So I think that there's a potential for Sargeras to return. Mostly because we're going to need help with... Yeah, uh, you know, that the players are strong. There's no doubt about that, but, you know... Are you okay? Yeah, I had a little Do you need there. to be burped like a baby? <laughs> so, Sargeras, he just kind of went crazy, but his whole mission, like, deep down, it kind of made sense. To, had, especially to He had a, good intentions, it's just <clears throat> he went about them the wrong way. And, and something that, like, a lot of people don't consider is that, you know, beings that are that immensely powerful, they don't think about things the same way that, like, mortal beings do. Yeah, because, like... A mortal's lifespan is like a blink of the eye to them. It's not even a blink. You know, a thousand years is nothing to them. And, you know, they kind of, like, don't see things the same way. Because he he knows deep down the planet can be re-originated if he needs to. Yeah. He knows that all life can be wiped out on the planet if it absolutely needs to. But he doesn't see that from the mortal <clears throat> perspective. Right. And so now that Illidan is his jailer, he can kind of, like, talk some sense into Sargeras... And saying, hey, you know, I'm keeping an eye on you, but I'm the only being in existence that can actually, like, harness you and do some good with you. Because Illidan has no problem whatsoever like standing guard. Porn. Sounds like a porn. <laughs> it's like, I'm the only one who can I'm the only one that can have you inside me. I'm the only one that can handle <laughs> your power. So, I think that there's a potential for that coming back. Because we can still see, this, like, the light in the star where the Pantheon is. So, off topic, but we were watching a clip from The Amazing World of Gumball earlier. Oh, God. And I didn't know this at first, and I am so sorry this is off topic, but, you know... Okay, so, the episode is, like, whenever NIEs or whatever, like, is sort of in her coma thing. She, like, kept slapping herself in the head, face palming hard enough to, like, put her in a coma. So, Nicole and... Okay, so this is like a coma dream, but um, that means that NIE's imagined... Never mind. Yeah. So, <laughs> in NIE's coma dream, her and Nicole go to the grocery store, and like... This, this cashier sings this really stupid song. It's like fucking stupid teenager, but um, like, Nicole went to go play with her coupons, and it was 12.01, and it expired at 12, so she wanted to talk to the manager. The manager was a toddler. Mm-hmm. The store manager was a pregnant woman. What, like, so the baby inside the pregnant yes. woman was basically the manager. And then the shareholders, plural, 
they called in a guy, and like you hear a bunch of voices coming from this guy's body. It's and it's, sperm. Just, it's, it's basically sperm. Yeah, it's just like what the hell? This is a kid show, man. Because like they keep getting they they keep getting younger. Mm-hmm. Like it's the teenager, then it's the toddler, then it's the fetus, then it's the sperms. <laughs> I'm sorry to get off topic. That, that on was that. a bit of randomness, but uh, so let's see. Sorry, children. We talked about like Sargeras and Ilden potentially coming back, and I think that Sargeras can probably be reformed. So, I want you to touch on the Zalatath and the Black okay. Empire. So, basically, we've already seen, like, at BlizzCon, uh, kind of what's going to happen with Zalatath, that I think that the screenshot they, or the shot they showed us of, like, uh, Savant's holding it, I think that that was probably a bit of, like, a fan service trying to make us think. But I don't think that anything's really going to come with that. I think it's... What we're going to do as the players, we will wield Zalatath, which was the Shadow Priest weapon, which it potentially is... I think it was just their, like, cool way of being like... Zalatath's back. Yeah, this yeah. is the weapon that you guys are going to wield. So, we do end up wielding Zalatath to drain Naga Souls, and we kind of bring her back. Now, it's theorized that she is a an old god herself. That she's a fifth old god that we may have never seen before. And or it's also theorized that she might be like remains of like Yasaraj, which would be kind of cool too. So she has a model in game or in let like, people of data mind that's like a woman. But there's also more that they're not letting out of what she looks like. So I think it's gonna be something interesting. And it basically in the eight point two digging that people have done, it shows her essentially like heralding heralding in the coming of the old gods because she kind of says all right you've done all this and guess what nazos is coming and it's like oh crap i mean like hmm. we're going to be dealing with queen ajara anyways mm-hmm. and so by proxy we're going to be dealing <laughs> with nazoth mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know that that's an interesting thing in of itself and that's kind of hits back to the point of the so it kind of nice little tie into the Black Empire itself. So, you know, they were the... They established a lot on the planet. Uh, they were essentially the old gods that got sent out by the Void Lords to kind of infest the planet. And they, they were there was a lot of infighting between them too until the Titans came up there and basically mud-stomped them. And what's interesting to think about too is that the trolls are the oldest race on the planet that's not Titan or old god. Because I think that they're actually the native race of the planet. And my thought on this is that I think that they're actually like drawn from the planet itself. Because uh, Argus, the actual boss Argus, had a very troll type of appearance to him. So I think that potentially the trolls are the living essence of the planet. And like the Nine Elves by extension because they used to be trolls. Yeah. So, basically, all the bug races are, like, brought down from, like, the old gods. And all, like, the mortal races, except for the trolls, are various races that were once, like, titan keeper things. Or constructs. So, I think that we're... That's where we're heading to deal with. I think we're going to be seeing the second coming of the Black Empire. Because especially, like, in the Warbringers, we see uh, Queen Azara making a bargain with Nazoth. Yeah. Now, currently, he's the big factor. You know, he corrupted Deathwing. You know, he was a big deal. And we're going to see him, like, we're basically going to have to deal with him. 
and I've I've thought this always kind of weird is that like the and I know people are gonna be like oh well Blizzard just hadn't come up with the idea yet well it's probably more than that because WoW was in development during Warcraft three so like they were developing the, developing the games at the same time and the storyline for the initial storyline for WoW came from the stories they like coincide really nicely so it came from stuff from that era and which included old gods <clears throat> because they were always a thing that existed and it's an interesting concept because the old gods are old you know the life for lack of a better word really like super oh yeah super old and he basically tells her i've been watching you for thousands of years and something interesting think about it, the war of the ancients was 10,000 years ago it, at any given time they could have taken over the planet yeah but they were waiting and biding their time waiting for all the threats we well, yeah, are waiting for all the potential threats to be taken off the board and the potential threats they looked at were th things like deathwing because yeah deathwing was corrupted but he wasn't corrupted enough yeah that he wasn't fully in their thrall he could have been redeemed. He, yeah, he potentially could have been redeemed. And then, so they're, the way they're looking at it is that, all right, Sargeras is off the table. Uh, Queen Ajar is in our thrall. We've got the mortal races fighting each other. Uh, the Lich King is kind of not really concerned anymore to, to their eyes. Which, you know, for he wasn't always a threat to them anyways, but he was a pretty, pretty significant threat because he had an army of undead. He kind of kept an eye on the old gods too because he was there, you know, encased in Sauronite. So I'm pretty sure he heard whispers but was able to like tune him out. And I feel that the the old gods are kind of biding their time. They see the big threats wiped out. They saw the Thunder King get kind of killed off for the last time. They saw things like uh, various Titans get wiped off the board. That, oh, Titans are in prison now. Titans are weak. Let's go ahead and start our stuff now that, you know, the big deal characters and even the dragons were weakened. They're now very susceptible to death because Ysera's already been wiped off the board because she's dead. And I feel like they know that the time is nigh for them to come and, like, kill us all again. My ADHD is really kicking my butt here. I'm <laughs> so sorry. You're quite fine. You're quite fine. So, uh... Did we touch on everything we wanted to touch on? I think so, but yeah, you can probably, like, give it one more check over and see if that's everything we needed to cover. Uh, well, I think that we're definitely spiraling to having to deal with the old gods. I think that we'll potentially deal with Nazoth in this expansion, and then next expansion is going to be all old god. I think that that's, you know, going to be the whole thought behind it, because I think that, you know... At this point, if they wanted to show Odin and Old Deer or Old War, they would have done it. Yeah. They had the potential to do that already, but they didn't do it. And I think spoiling or like spoiling the players that there's more than one old facility, kind of is like oh crap. Because all right, so when you first go into the heart of Azeroth, when you first deal with that, there's an impaled like construct who starts like spouting different names. And some of them we've heard of, but other ones we haven't. But, yeah, I want to know you guys' theories, 100%. Oh, yeah. Because I always enjoy listening to other people's theories. 
And I'm sure other people love to kind of geek out about their theories the same mm-hmm. way that I do. Um, so we do have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Twitter is still not active. We have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have merch, and I'm still working on our Patreon. Okay. Those will be linked down below. Okay. So another thing to mention, too, because I wanted to mention earlier, was um, the quest now is in-game to uh, to find out what happened to Sarfang. Mm. Like, that's that's now in-game and active, so go ahead and do that if you're a Horde player and knock that out. Yeah. Okay? So, I think that's it. Alrighty. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends. Um, and have them share it with their friends and their friends, and that's like, you know, eight people, <laughs> at least. So, yeah, let us know your theories down below, and maybe some ideas from some for some future videos. Um with it being the holidays coming up, we mm-hmm. will not be uploading for the rest of this year. Um, so in the beginning of January, we'll be back. <laughs> we will be back. Okay. Yeah. Happy holidays, guys. And, you know, enjoy playing the game. And look out for Battle for Desire Lore coming in January 22nd. So the battleground for this week is a new one. Oh, yeah, it is. They, they added the new thing. So prepare to have your food burnt. <laughs> Because, you know, that's just bound to happen. Man, you're going to do all that, like, effort to go get all those food supplies, and then Nomi's just going to burn it and just... Oh, yeah. I could see that happening. You know, I think Nomi and Lore Walker Show are definitely the big bads of everything. I think that there are old gods in disguise. You know what? You know what? Maybe Sylvanas is not the one who burned the world tree. Maybe Nomi was just, so, you know... So, a, qu- a quick interesting thought on that, too, um, and this ties in with the whole Helia theory is that Helia is a titan construct. She's a titan witch. She knows that the world tree that that uh, Teldrassil had the potential of being corrupted because the... It was the other one that wasn't under protection, right? Yeah, that the dragons had empowered it in, like, a very titanic protection on the other ones. Yeah. Of, like, Nordrassil is fine. Like, Nordrassil is not subject to corruption because it's blessed. Yeah. So it's fine. You okay over there? But yeah, I think that that's the whole. That was honestly the whole goal. That yeah, it kind of drove the night elves kind of insane and kind of pissed them off that that would happen. But it still caused the like a wiping off of a potential threat. And I think that the world tree that Teldrassil was a potential threat. Yeah, but uh, you know, Nomi totally was trying to make build dinner, <laughs> trying to be nice. You, you gave you gave him your supplies down. and you just burnt the damn thing down. No. Oh. Poor Nomi, everyone shits on him. (laughs) It's because he makes burnt food, man. (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you guys or, you know, have you guys listen to us again in January. And it's been an absolute pleasure. So, happy holidays and happy new year. Later, guys.